Okay, so we're finally gonna start this. Okay, hi. This hi. is the Ghoul Fiends Podcast. I'm Taylor. I'm Lacey. And we're gonna, I don't know, this is day one. We're gonna talk about some shit. There we go. Um, so this is sort of, uh, just kind of based all around our interests. We like weird stuff, alternative stuff, a little bit in some, probably we not. Spooky, okay? we, we spooky, okay? <laughs> we spooky. We spooky. Um, but... I mean, not all of the things, we have a laundry list here of all the different stuff that we, that got us into spooky shit and got us interested in the stuff that we now are super into. Um, it's a, there's a really solid core theme running through everything here. Oh yeah, spooky. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, so we just kind of wanted to, I don't know, explore sort of where some of those interests came from and, and I guess... How that's made us who we are today. <laughs> uh, my mom's gonna just love all this. Oh yeah. She just says I'm a warped individual. Well, we're gonna figure out why, I guess. <laughs> For free. For free. Together. This is our therapy sesh. Um, so I guess a little bit of a background into what we're doing. Um, so we're kinda wanting to explore movies, TV shows books, music, all of our different interests and kind of how they relate to one another and how they relate to us growing up and us now. And why we're so fucking weird. Yeah. We already have some asterisks, I think. <laughs> there, there's a couple of, like, red flag spots that we are aware of. Um, and just generally, we both like really weird, spooky stuff. So, you know, kind of why is that and... I think growing up we didn't really have, it was hard to find other people who liked the same things we did, aside from like just our small little friend group, but that's kind of what happens, you have a small little bitty friend group. Dude, for like a long time it was just myself. Exactly. I just read. We were two people of similar interests with no friends for the longest time. We grew up in the same town. We, we've known each other for so for a really long time to never have actually hung out until way later. I don't know, you, you tend to be friends more with the people that you see most of the time, so we never really saw each other. But, as we got older, we realized we're basically the same person. Yeah. So, here we are. Spooky. Spooky. Spooky as shit. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, do you want to go ahead and tell me, like, what were some of the things, whenever you were probably youngest, from, you know, books, movies, TV show, whatever, that you think... That maybe have, like, made the biggest impact. See, like, it's weird for me because, like, my mom kind of tried to monitor what I watched. You know, we yeah. grew up out in the woods. We didn't have cable TV. Mm -hmm. So, um, what we watched is usually, like, cartoons, stuff like we had on VHS or we'd go to... Back right. in the day, there was Blockbuster <laughs> or a Rental. Or just the yeah, we didn't. We weren't a big enough town for a Blockbuster. It was well, just, just the Thailand. video yeah. store. We, yeah, we just went to the video store. But <laughs> my mom hated the video store. Every single time we went in, I always got Indian in the cupboard. I tried to watch it again the other day. It's not, it doesn't hold up. I mean, it still kind of hits. But it's like, damn, I watched this over and over and over and over. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, I'm getting off track now, but... Well, there we are. Well, I mean... <laughs> the first post in the crowd <laughs> in the cupboard. Yeah, in the cupboard. <laughs> but, uh... 
I guess I, I watched a lot of Scooby-Doo because oh God, I have yes. my little brother. We just watched Scooby-Doo all the time, and it was mostly Scooby-Doo and uh, yeah. Zombie Island. Scooby-Doo, I obsessed over Scooby-Doo. I was so, like, I was a weird little hippie child when I was, like, six. I love tie-dye and peace signs and oh, all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I don't Smiley know. Smiley faces. Oh, my God, yes. It was a whole thing. I think my birthday, my seventh birthday, was, like, Scooby-Doo themed. And my cake was like a tie-dye cake, and it had the mystery machine yeah, like on the corner. I think I've had that same one. And I had that little mystery machine for years, abs for such a long time. I obsessed over Scooby-Doo. I had a <laughs> yeah Scooby-Doo. I had um, there was a Scholastic Book Fair one year, and I got some Scooby-Doo books. I used to read those like crazy. Same. I had so many. And I got this like subscription to it. So every month I would get a new book and like a toy and some kind of little e extra tchotchke kind of things. Like Scooby-Doo was so my favorite. I had a dog at one point that I named Scooby-Doo that ran off, but uh, Scooby-Doo was such my thing. And it was so, I don't know why, something about them hunting ghosts and being creeped out. It was segue into Supernatural. Yeah, into in that weird introduction that happened in the 90s when we were kids where everything was suddenly magical and witchy. And I don't, I'm not complaining, but I don't know why it started. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened. Whatever. It's, it's there. <laughs> we love it. Let's roll with it. Yeah, so some of the other things that I think we're both talking about we got into. The craft. Mm-hmm. That one was huge. I mean, that's still, you know, cult favorite, I guess. I guess yeah, it's a cult classic. considered a cult classic. I mean, I don't know if it's... It's hard to know whenever you are tapped into the vein of these kind of oddball things, what is and is not considered mainstream. Because it's mainstream for us, but for the rest of the general public, apparently it's not. Like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, yes, Rocky Horror. Seeing that entirely too young. Not understanding any of it. You showed that to me. Did I? Yeah. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, definitely saw that way too young, but 99% of it went over my head, so I guess it didn't matter. You go see it in the theater, however, it was not one of, like, the quote-unquote live shows where the audience interacts, but when we did go see it, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to go do one of those big live shows and see, like, where you actually have someone, like, the whole audience is participating. You might have to go to, like, Austin or something like that. Probably so. Austin or Dallas. I mean, yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of places now. Denton, probably. But um, seeing it in our local historical theater, they weren't quite there yet. Yeah, not yet. Which is fine. Which is fine. And we couldn't trash it either. No, we're not going to trash that place. That place is, is precious. And we're, we're, I, love, I love that little theater. It's, it's horrible. So, okay. Rocky Horror. The Craft. Uh, what else was there? Definitely saw some horror movies too young. <laughs> Uh, sneak it into the living room while everybody's watching Scream and uh, pretending that I'm not there. Obviously, they're gonna see me hiding behind the couch it, eventually. See, I just thought uh, my dad, you know, he turned it on uh, Sleepy Hollow once, and it was like right at that time where they get de decapitated. Oh, yeah. oh, I went white apparently. My mom <laughs> came in at that time, but after that, it was like no stopping me. Yeah, I became the uh, the horror child. Yeah, say so mine mine started early with Scooby Doo, with um seeing Rocky Horror. Seeing like all like the, the classic Disney horror movies too, like or I guess like they're, they're quote, yeah, they're they're horror, they're they're spooky movies. 
um, Littlest Vampire. God, I love Halloween that Town. Hocus Pocus is still my shit. Yeah. I got it on DVD a couple years ago because I could never it. find it. I was gonna... I don't edit. They're all coming back, though. I heard, I just, it's... It's kind of like... It is so precious in my heart. Like, I have always been obsessed with witches. I always wanted to be a witch so bad. I still want to be a witch. I'm just gonna call myself a witch. I just obsessed about See, I witches. just wanted to be a vampire. I wanted to be a vampire, too. If I could be, like, a witch or a vampire with, like, cool powers, definitely would be either one of them. See, those. I just wanted to kill people. And I wasn't I, that bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little further than I went. I was like, I just won't fly, be a bit. <laughs> I just wanted to suck people's necks. <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other topic. We can address that later on. <laughs> well, also, but, like, my mom made us watch, like, Abbott and Costello meets the monsters, like, the classic, like, Dracula, yeah. Frankenstein, stuff like that. And then, of course, I also grew up on classic black and white. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Of course, with also, like, I Love Lucy, stuff like that. Oh my we god, just, I love I Love Lucy, yeah. We would just watch all that with my mom. But, uh, yeah, so, I just always wanted to be a classic monster, like, Bella Lugosi kind of. Yeah, no, I, I didn't see as much of those, I, to this day, I still haven't seen much of those, simply for me not having them at hand, not having an opportunity to watch them. And that's all it is, is not that I've ever not wanted to. Um, I've always been very interested in the universal, the very, like, the classic mm -hmm. monsters and horror. Um, kind of where those come from and, like, you know, what's the... It's a deep, deep, deep well to fall into. You know, the history of werewolves and things like that. That's oh. a whole other thing. Like, vampires, you know, culturally, all over the world, these things are everywhere. Hellraiser, not into Hellraiser. Oh, that was a good movie. That just, I try, I've seen it. But it just, there was just something about, it was a little much for me. That fucked me up for a little bit. Yeah, no, it did me too. But it wasn't one that made me want to go back and revisit it. Hell. I did, I do remember seeing like Friday the 13th and seeing that as a kid. And the sound it makes and like he's chasing after people <laughs> that like... That, that stuck with me for a long time. I remember seeing the people getting killed and like the the one person's like hung up on a hook and yeah. someone gets like an arrow in the eye or something. I remember all those things and it, I mean, truly affected me as a kid. But I can go back and like rewatch it and appreciate it. But there are just some movies that, that for me personally, in my tastes, movies closer to like Hellraiser just don't do that for me. I, I like Jason and I like... Halloween and that kind of thing, but other ones like, I don't know, it's just Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that one in a very, very long time. I'd have so to go back many. and see it. There are so many. I, I try to stick any of my like opinions to the first one because I feel like that really sets the stage, and that's really what people mostly remember and and hang on to. Um, few movies, especially horror movies, have good sequels. Um, at but least in if you're a fan of trashy movies like B-Rates yeah. you can appreciate yeah. sequels because they're supposed to be that bad right uh, the one I mean the one that I think stands alone in my head that's a little bit different sort of kind of but not really is Evil Dead <laughs> because there's Evil Dead and then they literally remade the movie with a better budget yeah so it's a little bit different but I do I do love and I really love Evil Dead um and then Army of Darkness is a whole other thing. 
love me some Bruce Campbell. <laughs> I absolutely love me some Bruce Campbell, and I love some Sam Raimi, so, I'm, you know, there's like a, there's sort of a doing something and kind of acknowledging what you have and just running with it. So, because like the first Evil Dead's pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some moments you're like, holy shit, what am I watching? Um, that movie was made on, like, no budget at all. That's... Oh, we, it was literally just a camp movie. Yeah, that, I mean... And that, I feel like you don't... I don't know if you don't get those things as much anymore. Or if everybody tries to turn every movie into a film. Into this, like, higher art form. Instead of just enjoying it for what it is. I which think, is usually crap. I think they still fine. make those movies. You can find them on Netflix. It's just they don't advertise them. Maybe that's what it is. It's just harder to find. Um... But speaking of Netflix, a really, it's, I, I haven't done it recently, but for the longest time, I loved going through and watching the things with the worst ratings. Yeah. And just trying to see how long I can stomach it. Because sometimes they were like so bad they're good, and sometimes they were just trash. But um, I would say like as a kid, a lot of things I did, did or didn't see is because it wasn't on TV. Mm. And if we didn't have it, like on VHS or eventually DVD or whatever, if we didn't have it, like you couldn't watch it. And if like a friend had it or something, maybe you could watch it with them. I do remember I tried to watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that came out when we were like teenagers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get through the opening. The lady like pulls a gun from between her legs. I couldn't. I couldn't do it anymore. That was the grossest thing to me. And I was like, nope, 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 nope. I can't. See, I watched the classic one. I've seen I've seen parts of it, but again, I never had access to it, so I haven't seen the whole thing. I used to love though going into the video store. There used to be two here in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a little bit smaller than the other. One was like a shack almost, very 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 small. The other one was a bit bigger. It had more of like your blockbuster you hits. Tore that small one down. Yeah, that building's not there anymore. Um, but. Then we would go, so as when I was really little, we lived the town over. And there was a video store there that I remember. There were a couple in that town. There was one closer to where we lived and one a little further away, both of which I absolutely loved going into. And I was always intrigued by horror movies because I liked creepy stuff. I liked spooky stuff. Um, Liked watching things like Tales from the Crypt. No, it was way too small. And uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh my God. I went back recently, like in the last, I don't know, a few months ago, and I was like, okay, nostalgia, love this show, gonna check it out again. <laughs> there were some genuinely creepy episodes, and I'm an adult. <laughs> I was like, ugh, what's happening? What is going on? I don't, don't remember. I don't remember this being so dark and so scary. I blocked it out. Yeah. Drama. That was some repressed memories coming back, like, oh my god. That was, there's like a girl living in a mirror and it was like, she was trapped and it was horrifying. I, <laughs> it really got me. And, um, I mean, that was like a, for, horror for kids was a big thing whenever we were you younger. You know, I don't even think my mom like really let me watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I didn't watch that until, I think I had to go to a friend's house and watch it. I don't remember when I saw that one, but it wasn't so much a, a can't watch it. Again, just didn't have it. I think my mom just didn't care. She didn't want to watch it. (laughs) Probably, yeah. There's a lot of those. I don't want to see it. We're not going to watch it. Yeah. Okay. But my parents both liked, you know, scary movies and stuff. And it was kind of like, they would tell me, go to your rooms. Like, but I want to watch it too. 
Like, okay, if you get scared though, that's your fault. Better not have nightmares. Yeah, we told you not to watch it. So there was, I'm sure a lot of the movies I saw were probably fell under that umbrella. Um, there was like this weird renaissance, I guess, of scary stuff aimed at kids. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Are you afraid of the dark? Um, goosebumps. Oh, that was my shit. Goosebumps. I, I used to read a bunch of Goosebumps. Loved Goosebumps. And then there was like the one VHS that the library had, which was the one with the haunted mask. <laughs> yeah. That one messed me up too. Um, what else? There was like a lot of stuff that came out when we were kids that was spooky. I watched X-Files a bunch when I was a kid too. I loved X-Files. I really loved X-Files. I recently just went back and was watching some of them and I'm like, how did I understand oh, this? Oh, I did it. Oh, yeah, I did. It was just kind of creepy and spooky. And my big one, my number one, Buffy. Oh, yeah. Buffy is like, to this day, I, a couple days ago, I went back and was watching some random episodes jumping around. I still love Buffy so much. I could do... If we ever want to get into Buffy, we can get deep into Buffy. Oh, I believe it. We, we That could be like a 12-hour conversation about... Spike for life. Yeah, I... That could be... That's going to be like a like a really intense talk. Because... <laughs> I kind of want to go back and rewatch it again. I, I do watched, that every so often. I watched it before they took it off of uh, Netflix. I used to go about once a year or so and watch the whole series beginning to end. And it's a very, um, I think it's aged well, not the first couple seasons when it's, you know, mid, hey, it had mid to start. late 90s. Everyone has their start. Well, yeah, but, but the writing has held up, I think, really well. Some oh, of it, yeah. some of it better than others, you know, uh, some of the characterizations I think have held up better than others. Um, but I think ultimately the core and the heart of it is, is what has kept it alive for so long. I mean, that's why people are still fans of it for a reason. Um, the first couple seasons are kind of um, after school special. A lot of those kind of episodes of like, today we're going to talk about drugs and today we're going to talk about internet boyfriends and, you know, that kind of thing. But it... I mean, you, I grew up watching it and you grow up with the show. They allow the characters to get older and to go through more complicated things. Like with the episode The Body. That's a rough episode. I was about to say that episode where the mom dies. Yeah, that oh. is a rough episode. You can't go from season one to that. You have to trudge through yeah, everything. You else. have to go through what Buffy goes. Because you're growing up with Buffy. She starts off as a peppy, smartmouth sixteen-year-old, and then she has to learn how to cope with everything. Again, this is a uh, fuck is, angel. <laughs> this is a talk that I can anyways, get deeply speaking into. Of, speaking of like great fan base Stephen King I grew up on a lot of that shit yeah read oh so many of his books mm -hmm. top faves Green Mile Misery you know mm -hmm. The Dark Half I tried to read it but okay the one thing with That's Stephen King a long book well not only that but Stephen King goes into such great detail sometimes yeah and he goes on and on <laughs> and on and at the beginning of it he yeah. does that and I'm just I lost interest yeah and I kind of forgot where I was yeah. Kind of did that with um, Desperation. Mm -hmm. But once you kind of get past it, greatest book ever. Like See, that I, fucked up. I'm not as well versed with Stephen King for whatever reason. That just what, it wasn't, it, 
it's a classic. All of, all, like, almost anything he's ever made is almost like an instant classic. But it was kind of one of those things, you hear how scary it is, and I was, like, scared to read it. Because I was like, I don't want to be too scared. Yeah, and, I like, heard... then I can't sleep, and then I'm traumatized in my bedroom after watching Stephen King's Rose Red. Like, it was, it was for years. It's the opposite for me. I heard how fucked up it was, and I was like, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I don't know. There's just, there were just other things that would capture my interest, and it felt like a grown-up book. It felt like something that was going to be boring to me because I didn't think I would understand it. Now, as an adult, I am trying to go back and read some of those. Um, I have steered clear of it because it is such a thick book. Oh my god, it's huge. Really hard to read. Yeah. I have it on my shelf. I need to reread it. I just... I'm in the middle of The Shining right now. And it's taking me a little bit to read it because, as you said, a lot of detail. I do appreciate a lot of detail. Very visual person. I like to be able to clearly picture things in my head. Which you very much can do with yes. that book. Um, and it helps that you've seen the movie too. Which, one of my favorite and things they're clearly do. very, very, very different. Yeah. But I can still see the things that he's talking about. And I can still see like that family mm-hmm. in that role. Like I can still picture it as the movie did come out. And that's, again, two completely separate things that I both appreciate for what they are and what they are. It's fun done. to see what differences are. Yeah. Well, and, and, and anytime anyone you read a book or watch a movie everybody has their own interpretation of it and their own thing going along with it and again i'm about halfway through the book i i can appreciate everything that i've read up until now and i can appreciate how different it is from the movie my understanding is that there was a tv miniseries that does stick much more faithfully to the book Mm -hmm. and i've not found it i don't know where i could find it aside from downloading it off of somewhere i haven't checked the platforms that i'm like subscribed to to see if they're there somewhere um and sometimes when they are they're not like readily available yeah you have to have all these additional add-ons and stuff but i really want to find that one and 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 see that one um but yeah i the books i read i read a ton of books like we said we didn't have a lot of friends separately did not have a ton of friends What do you do when you don't have a ton of friends? You watch movies, and you watch TV shows, and you read books. You draw. That's what we did. We're both artists. So we both, you know, we like those very imaginative worlds, like, to then create stuff. So I think, um, for me, books was a huge part of it. I just, Stephen King was not one that ever, like, I ever attached to. Um, Goosebumps. We mentioned Goosebumps. The Fear Street series... See, I never, like, 100% got into that. I knew it was there. I knew about it. Just never got into it. It was almost like the campy... It's almost like campy 80s movies, but books. Like, they're corny. They're cheesy. They're pretty extreme. Chrissy went to the mall, and she was stopped by this guy. And then he stabbed her. Oh, my God. Like, it's corny. But I loved it. I ate those up. Okay, so we have a notebook here written with (laughs) all of our random interests that all kind of pertain to the weird stuff we're into. Um, Ooh, I forgot about fucking E.T. E.T., yeah. E.T. was great. Um, There was a... There there were a couple books. Okay, I mentioned Fear Street. Those were R.L. Stein, and those were his more kind of grown-up... Like, if you grew up reading Goosebumps, that was kind of the next level, is reading the Fear Street novels. And let me tell you, some of those were really scary. Um, there is one book that I believe is a Fear Street novel, and it's called The Awakening. That book 
I read so many times. That was one of my favorite books and it was so scary. I would have to go back and read it again or like, I really want to do like a deeper dive on a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. um, that one was excellent. I used to, I don't know what it was, I seriously super duper flocked to the horror books that were popular. Wait, they weren't even popular. We were the only ones reading them. Yeah. But I really flocked to these books as a kid. I don't know what it I was really, about them. They I just... really wanted to read uh, Edgar Allan Poe. So I remember renting that book, mm. doing it for AR reading. Yeah. <laughs> and I really, really tried to understand it, but I guess a lot of those things were going over my head. Yeah. Because at the time we were pretty young. Yeah. But I mean, it was so pretty creepy. I mean, somebody under his floor, you know. Took out someone's heart. Yeah. Buried somebody in a wall. Alive. Yeah. I My mom, um, there was a, a, a one year um, Scholastic Book Fair came through. I brought home the little booklet of all the different things that were coming. And she was really adamant. She does not seem to remember this, but she was really adamant that I get this Edgar Allan Poe book. She wanted me to read like classic literature. She wanted me to be like really smart and really like well-versed and all these things, I guess. Um, and Edgar Allan Poe is a, once I got the book, it was a very thin book. And it was like short, like really short stories, like all little blurbs. It wasn't anything very, very long, but there was, um, I remember reading it and like it scared me, but I liked that it scared me because it wasn't it wasn't too bad, but it was creepy and I was like, what is this? I want to know more of these things. And I think that might be a, like one of the one of the clearly many things that got me into like horror as an as a genre and got me into things that were for background. We're two people from Texas who do not in any way associate with a cowboy lifestyle. <laughs> that kind of makes us an odd man out. Yeah, we I like heavy that. rock music and scary stuff. I hear a lot like people saying, oh, where are you from? Well, I'm from here. No, you're not. Where did you move here from? No, I've been here forever. Yeah, I was like, I'm from Texas. From Texas. Like, We're from East no, Texas. We're from deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah. And you wouldn't guess it. You'd think we were, I don't know where you'd think we were from, but def obviously. Well, obviously we've here. named a couple places. We're in East Texas. Yeah, so. So the Piney Woods. Yeah, we're in the, I like to call it the buckle of, the belt buckle of the Bible Belt. Oh yeah, we are in the Bible Belt. Yeah. Boat show. And to be people who are into creepy things, scary things, that okay. made us weirdos in school. Well, yeah, and it was very different, I think, for us growing up. To be in this area, like I said, if I couldn't catch it on TV, I kind of never caught it. Because, you know, the video stores, my parents weren't going to let me check out certain movies because that was going to be rated R, and I'm like eight. My Not mom didn't happen. even look at the shit I did. This one time, uh, me and this uh, girl I grew up with, we went to the video store, we got to pick out whatever we want. Mm -hmm. I fucking saw Hard Candy. And I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna do this. It's not gonna be that bad. Not that bad. Later on, she's castrating that dude, and my friend just is white. That's I know hilarious. she went home and told her mom, and I'm like, eh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I caught a lot of things like late at night on TV, which is the best and worst time to ever watch anything as a kid, is late at night on TV because mom and dad are in bed, if I had the TV down low enough, they can't hear it, or turn on the captions, I know what they're saying. See, this just and reminds then, me of this time that my brother got caught watching porn. Oh, well, that's, a, that's <laughs> not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about catching, like, Nightmare on Elm Street. But then, because nobody else in the house is awake and the house is dark, 
you're stuck the rest of the night by yourself on the couch with all the lights out. Oh, yeah. And then you're not going to sleep. And you're not going to sleep well. And then you think Freddy's going to come get you. So that's sort of what, um, that's where I think a lot of my, I mean, all these things came from is what is this weird thing? It's a little taboo for us, for where we're from. I'm interested in it. I want to know more. I want to see it. I want to find it. Growing up, my first job was working at the library. So... Mine was Dairy Queen. Yeah. So, but working in the library, I really got into a lot of different books. And they had some DVDs at the time. I probably still have DVDs. But, you know, things like that where... Um, those were not things I had access to really otherwise. I wasn't ever going to see some of these books unless I was at your... I love that's how I got into a lot of the things that I got into. Checking out movies, checking out books, um, things like that. And kind of interacting with the other people who were there and seeing what they enjoyed and seeing why they enjoyed those things. My first job fueled my CD addiction. <laughs> yeah, working at a music store would do that. Yeah, because I worked yeah. there with you briefly and then a little bit after you. Yeah. yeah, then they went under new management, and then, you know, Oh, them. well, it's CDs and everything. Like, that was... We were there at the tail end of that going out, because that's just... It's not a thing anymore. It just isn't. And that's... That's kind of another thing, is, like, um... Music. My parents... My parents have very, very, very different tastes. But... I... I, I share a lot of my tastes, I think, more, more with my dad. But I... I have really wildly varying tastes as far as it, music, movies, book, it, everything. I like so many different things. But I think my favorite, ultimately, down to it, is anything to do with horror. And anything that's of that sort of, that same vein, that I think kind of goes along with that. I'm pretty much like my mom. I mean, yeah. we are both pop, 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 can't talk. <laughs> we are both pop culture nerds. Yeah, see, I'm a huge pop culture nerd, but my mom... My mom, oh my god, I'm obsessed over pop culture, like, as a kid, for whatever reason. That was just, like, so interesting oh, to me. Oh, it's so funny. Whenever my mom can't remember who's in a movie, she'll text me and be like, Who's in this? Um, she looks like this. Um, she said this. And I just pop off right then, or vice versa. I yeah, do the I'm, same thing to her. Yeah, I'm great. If you ever need somebody on, like, a pop culture trivia team, call me immediately, because I got you. <laughs> yeah, we'll be the Dean Winchesters. <laughs> but well, it's like, and a lot of it is all stuff older than me. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. I have sisters; they're way younger than me. I so I basically grew up as an only child, and I only got to experience the things my parents enjoyed. That's another reason why I'm into so many of these things because they're that are all older than me. I remember being in school, and I would make a reference to like a movie or a show or an actor or somebody. That nobody else my age was referring to. And then the teachers would give me looks like, how the hell do you know what well, this is? And I'm like, oh, my mom and dad, we watch it like every weekend. It's fine. Anyway, move on. Continue my your favorite lesson. story like that. Okay, so it's in high school. I think it was like sophomore, junior year. I'm sitting in the, my English class. So they're doing an audio recording or playing an audio recording of uh, it was To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. We're just talking about that. Anyways, um, so the teacher, she gets up there and she's like, I'll give bonus points to whoever can, like, tell me who this person is. Mm -hmm. And, um, she's like, you might know her. Uh, does anybody know who? Oh, no. She just played the, the voice. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I know who's gonna know this. <laughs> Let's just see if it's right. 
and she played the recording. I was like, oh, that's Carrie. That was, <laughs> was Sissy Spacek. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know her by Sissy Spacek. It had right, to be you fucking Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I knew it. I knew you'd know that. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of weird stuff. I remember um, in high school, uh, in history class, I would make references to things. And I, I remember distinctly my teacher just looking at me like, why? How? How do you know that? You're 16 years old. Why do you know this movie from this person 40 years before your time? And I'm like, uh, my parents, <laughs> that's what it is. Sorry. <laughs> I just grew up listening and listening to and watching all the things they were interested in. It wasn't like a, I, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of choice when I wanted to watch something. Mm -hmm. It was mom and dad are going to watch something. And when they're done, it's my turn. So it was it, for the most part, I mean, I guess. I learned to like the stuff that they liked, and that's now why I like the things that I like, because that was my only choice. See, it was kind of similar for me. Yeah, my... I'm trying to think. Like, my dad... My dad read a lot of Stephen King. My dad really liked Stephen King. Um, my yeah. mom's not really a reader. And at least, I mean... It's like the opposite and... for me. My mom's a big reader, but my dad wasn't. Yeah. He just watched a bunch of crappy TV. He was one that would sit there and watch the sci-fi channel. Oh, no I matter just what love was on Sci-Fi Channel, and he would just sit there and watch that. We spent a couple of weekends just sitting there making fun of some movies. My mom yeah. walking in like, "Oh my god, that's the stupidest shit I've ever seen." <laughs> my parents would kind of do that to kind of to one another because my mom and I liked cheesy, campy movies, mm -hmm. and my dad just liked things of different genres than my mom liked. My dad liked action adventure and like sci-fi. And my mom would be like, I can't believe you're watching this. And my dad's just like, shut up. We're watching this. Leave us alone. My dad would go from those sci-fi movies straight to Christmas movies. Yeah, my dad could probably do that. My dad could probably do that. I don't doubt that at all. We love movies. In my house, in my house, watching tons of movies and listening to music and knowing the people involved in those things... I didn't realize was not a common occurrence for other people outside yeah. of like my family and your family too. Like whenever someone's like, who is that guy in that movie? Oh, I know who that is. And he's in this movie and in this movie. And I saw him once in an episode of Charmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. <laughs> Everybody was in an episode of Charmed. See that? Everybody was in an episode of Charmed. Or Smallville. Or Smallville or somewhere in Buffy. Charmed had everybody though. Mm. I don't know what it was about Charmed, but... They had absolutely everybody at See, least once. This knowledge skipped Cassie. My sisters are the same. I mean, again, big age difference. So my middle sister, she's not as she's not as as familiar, but she is like me, wherein she knows all these things no other kids her age know. Because my mom and dad, it's the stuff that they like. So it's the stuff that they want to share with us because they like it. So then we're like, okay, I want to be part of it too. You like it, I want to like it. And so it all started like with radio, you know, hmm. playing songs. Your mom or my mom would be like, who's that? You get it right? That's right, you're my child. Well, Cassie learned that even if it's ACDC or something else, oh, that's Ozzy. <laughs> oh, it's Ozzy. Everybody's Ozzy yeah. on the radio. <laughs> Is that Ozzy? That's be, so like, funny. Fucking wayward son. <laughs> oh, it's Ozzy. <laughs> That's so funny. Damn, kid, we failed with you. We failed. Yeah, my parents, my dad would be like, he, a, a song would come on, and if we were enjoying it, he'd say like, this is so-and-so and so-and-so, and this song came out, and da-da-da-da-da, and it's the best song that's ever been written. That kind of thing. Like, he would just talk about it, and you could tell like he loved it. So, 
that's that's kind of why those things I think stuck with me because if they enjoyed it they wanted to share it and then they I wanted to be part of that enjoyment so I'm like oh okay tell me more about it and then I think that's kind of where it all comes from this you know the stuff that our parents were into I think we kind of um took it and ran a little bit <laughs> Um, because it's definitely gotten, I think, to the point now where my mom's like, what, did, what, you're, I don't, I don't get you. I don't get <laughs> you anymore. Where did I go wrong? Yeah, where did I go wrong? I think another big part, sorry to cut you off. No. I think another big part for me, at least, like, being as creepy as I am, we had a standing rule for Halloween. Oh, and it yeah. was, uh, you know, you had to be creepy or dead. That's so funny. So, like, I had no problem. I was usually like a witch or a vampire, yeah. mostly vampire. Um, this one time I was a mummy, which my mom <laughs> said that was her best work yet. And this was before like Pinterest or anything. She yeah. took an old sheet, ripped it up, tea dyed it, and then like individually wrapped them on me. That's so funny. But she said um, I was not very patient. I mean, I was a kid. Well, also, yeah. I didn't understand how much work she was putting in it, how mm -hmm. much a great mom she is. Love you, mom. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so throughout the night, the more unraveled it came, the more I still looked like a mummy. Yeah, right. But, uh, I think... Yeah, so one year Austin wanted to be a cowboy, and that yeah. rule had to apply. <laughs> so they put a bullet hole in between his eyes. That's <laughs> so funny. That's like, you want to be a cowboy, you're going to be a dead cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. See, I, I mean, I think that's... We both know this is very true. Halloween is our favorite. Mm -hmm. I, it could be Halloween all year round for me. I think part of that is we're in Texas, like we said. It is hot here constantly. It's like almost never not hot. Yeah. But once like October hits, that's like when the first cold front really comes through. And usually by Halloween, it's chilly. As a kid, as a kid, it was. Now, now that it was everything, now the whole earth is on fire, so it's different. But whenever we were kids. There was always like a, a serious cold front right before Halloween mm -hmm. because you were always like, you're going to be hot in that costume, you're going to be hot in that costume, you're going to be hot in that costume. The day before Halloween, it's like this chill would hit and you're like, oh, better put a coat over your costume. So it's like, what am I? I don't know. Let me unlayer so you can see that I'm the tooth fairy or something like that. Like that was, as a kid, I think kind of part of what it was, you, you know, Again, being in Texas, you look forward to that first cold front of the year because it's not going to last very long. Um, and now it's a very different story. Yeah. But, um, and we lived, again, we lived the town over. I always went to school here, but we lived the town over. And they would do this huge Halloween thing. They still do, like, um, these little shops, this little downtown area. They still will hand out candy. But when I was little, I distinctly remember this, this like, couple blocks that would just completely shut down. Like they would block it off. You'd have to drive like around it. Not that it was a lot to drive. It's a very small town. They'd like block it off. Stores would still hand out candy. Or I guess anybody who wanted to set up could come mm -hmm. hand out candy. But there'd be like stuff going on. Like kind of games and stuff like that. Kind of like a trunk or treat. Sort of. Um, but I remember there being like a... Like just like little... Not booths, but like little games, little stations to kind of just, you kind of wander around and there's mm -hmm. just stuff going on. Um, that was always so much fun for me to go and then as a kid and go down the block and go down the street and look around and everybody's dressed up and everybody's doing crazy stuff. I remember I found some pictures on Facebook or something, my parents' house, I don't, somewhere are these pictures from this one particular Halloween where myself and a cousin of mine who's 
we're the same age. We're both dressed as like, like ballerinas or tooth fairies or something like that. And um, weirdly specific memory that I have of that Halloween. And I have these very specific Halloween memories. I was the tooth fairy that year. I was the pink Power Ranger one year. And it was, I really loved being, loved Grease. Mm, absolutely loved the movie Grease. Still love the movie Grease. And I always wanted to be like a girl with a poodle skirt. I wanted to be that kind of thing. So I did that a few times. My grandmother would usually make me, like she made me a costume, like a skirt one year, a poodle skirt. Oh, I wore that for years. I wore that as my costume for the longest time. My grandma made it for me and uh, my cousin Katie mm -hmm. for school. Remember when they had like, yeah, 50s I did Fifties Day. So yeah. that was usually my go-to for Fifties Day. It was this powder blue with a little poodle on it, with a little like leash that goes across. I it. think I remember that. Probably I wore it a lot. Yeah, I can't remember <laughs> I wore it for a very long time. Um, yeah, so Halloween was was absolutely a favorite, and I it was like um, the, another distinct memory for me from that time. Um, my great-grandparents both worked at the school in the same town over as um, like the janitorial staff. Mm -hmm. So they were there after hours cleaning up and doing everything. And um, I don't know about everybody, but my mom would always take us around to go show like our grandparents like our costumes and that kind of thing. And sometimes our grandparents would have little baskets of candy for us. Um, and so we would always be, they were always working that night because it whatever day of the week it was it doesn't matter they were always working um and we would go to the school and show them our costumes and it was such a weirdly specific feeling to be in a school that you don't go to after hours on halloween mm. and that is a level of creepy i can't explain to anybody like it just felt like you're not supposed to be there because you're in a school after hours. Mm -hmm. Also, you don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's a holiday that's a creepy holiday. So there's like creepy, not creepy, but you know, like decorations everywhere, little witches and skeletons and everybody's little art projects of like um, candy corn made out of macaroni or whatever. Everything's hanging up on the walls. And it's this weird feeling of like, this would normally be a busy and bustling place. And I'm in, I'm in a, I'm in a place at a time, like, it's just this weird feeling that I have always associated with Halloween. And it always like made me, I don't know, I always was excited for it. It was just, I don't know, it was just different. And I really, really loved it. Um, I loved going to see them at school, but it was, let me tell you, those schools are so scary at night because I would be calling for my mom because I got lost going to the bathroom. And I couldn't hear her at all until I found her. Like, until I had eyes on her, couldn't hear. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to listen for her voice, and it's, like, so echoey. Because it's just empty and dead silent. It, then, like I said, it is a hard feeling to describe. But it was a very, very, like, consistent thing. Because it was, like, every Halloween. For mm -hmm. years, we'd go to the school and go see my great-grandparents. So that's, that's what, like, that's, like, one of the many, like I said, many. One of the like few key things I think growing up that has made me so into these things mm -hmm. and into like I said super into witches super into witchcrafts the Salem trials oh yeah hugely 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 fascinated by those things uh the witch if you haven't seen the witch one of my absolutely hands down favorite movies oh the one with uh Philip the goat or whatever Black Phillip? Yeah. Yes. It was okay. I loved it because it speaks to so many of my personal interests. 
the Salem Witch Trials. It's that era. Um, the the idea of this this Puritan world that can be so easily persuaded to oh, the crucible. That's what I mean. Is like the idea of just accusing somebody of something and it being taken just so seriously. These are two small children that said their sister's a witch because she's pissed off at her brother and sister for getting on her nerves. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I am the witch. I'm going to eat you. And then they get scared and run away. And then the parents take it as a literal serious claim. To me, that's the scariest thing is that was fucking real. It's not a monster in the woods. I mean, you know, for the movie, it's a whole different thing. But there's no guy with a hatchet running around after you. There's nothing supernatural about the idea that you could be accused of something well, that's and so, it be taken like, seriously. That's a real thing now. That's what I'm saying. Cause like, in a world like that where specifically people were so they live their lives based solely around their religious beliefs and um, that was such a I don't know, it's just such a to have a child say something like that to have a child say, oh yeah she's a witch, blah, blah, blah. And then to very seriously be considered to be put to death or something based on kids just say shit. Kids just do shit. Kids are well, just didn't fucking... the end, didn't the kid actually give their soul up? Well, by the end of it, by the end of it, that's all. Okay, we'll have to like, we'll have to like do a deeper dive on that later on because the, I have a, I have a lot of very strong thoughts about the witch because like I said it, it it I saw it once and it quickly became one of my absolute favorite movies for for a lot of different reasons and, and like I said we can go into that much deeper later on um but I mean horror as a whole is um you know some people can handle it some people can't there are certain things that I can and can't handle with it. I like suspenseful. I like um, spooky. I like things like that. I like um, like ghost stories a lot. Mm-hmm. I used to I used to obsessively try to find whatever kind of ghost stories I could as a kid. And I think that's why I got so into like the Fear Street novels and like Goosebumps and things like that. Because I got very into Ghostbusters. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got very into suspense. It's not so much bloody things that intrigue me. It's like suspense, mystery, problem solving, that kind of thing. I think I, I guess mine was just because I wanted to be a rebel. Everybody said, oh, that's nasty. Hate that. Oh, well, I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I was, I, I didn't get into things like that, like to be rebellious or anything, but I did definitely not like being like other people didn't you know like I said we're not the cowboy yeehaw type so I definitely for a time wanted to separate myself from that idea as much as I possibly could oh yeah the more my grandma would say oh you don't need to watch that that'll give you nightmares no won't yeah I would get a lot of that too and you know why is the sweet girl like you doing this kind of thing like this cuz I want to (laughs) can't you wear some color oh my god that is the phrase of my childhood. Yeah. Why don't you wear some color? Black is a color. <laughs> Black I... is all the colors at once. Not technically color, but we're, we're not going to get on that. That's, a, again, a whole other thing. But no, yeah, I... That, again, 
is a whole other topic. We I still hear that to this day. But oh, I mean, yeah, I've me incorporated too. some color. I have. I'm wearing a red shirt. I'm wearing black, but <laughs> it's got yellow on it. It's a bad man. <laughs> no, I, my mom got me a pink shirt for um for. Christmas from one of my favorite podcasts because she's <laughs> I'm tired of saying you're black. I was like, Mom, I actually have color in my wardrobe now. Yeah, it's just dark. But I don't have around. it's just dark black, dark gray, dark green, deep red, navy. There's no there's no sunshine in my in my wardrobe. I say that I've got one very bright yellow thing that I wear sometimes, but um, that's still pretty outside the norm for me. But um. No, I mean, yeah, we, we, there's a lot, there's a lot to explore, a lot to discover, and uh, I think we should find a topic to do a deep dive on for next week, and uh, we're gonna pull from our, I don't know, idea jar, our Batman idea jar. Yeah, <laughs> I got be... a Batman, uh, candy. Trick or treat Bucket. basket? Yeah. So, we're gonna do that, we're gonna find something new to talk about, and, um, actually have a focused conversation because we are a little spacey, but that's okay. Hey, it's a lot better than yesterday. A lot better than yesterday. So we will hopefully stick around and we'll do more of this and you guys can let us know. We are the Ghoul Fiends podcast and we would uh, really like it if you guys listen some more. Yeah, please do. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.